0: Section three of Swordsmen of Lost Terra by Paul William Anderson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Paul Harvey. The southern folk were more civilized, with cities and books and strange arts, though the northerners thought it spiritless of them to knuckle under to their kings as abjectly as they did. Hereabouts the people were dark of hair and eyes though still light of skin like all twilight landers and short and stockier than in the north these soldiers made a brave showing with polished cuirass and plumed helmet and oblong shields and they had a strong cavalry mounted on tall hests and trumpeters and standard-bearers and engineers they outnumbered the coloners by a good three to one and stood in close suspicious ranks. Approaching them, Kerry thought that his people were, after all, invaders of Rivan themselves. If this new army decided to fall on the tired and disorganized barbarians, whose strangest weapon had just been taken from them, it could be slaughter. He stiffened himself, thrusting thought of Riach far back into his mind and strode boldly forward. As he neared, he saw that, however well-armed and trained the Ravanians were, they were also weary and dusty, and they had many hurt among them. Beneath their taut bearing was a hollowness. They had the look of beaten men. Bram and Noth, tall grey Nessa, were parleying with the Ravanian general, who had ridden forward and sat, looking coldly down on them. The Huron carried his huge axe over one mailed shoulder, but had the other hand lifted in sign of peace. At Kerry's approach, he turned briefly and nodded. Well, you came, he said. This is a matter for the heads of all three clans, and you are the Bruyna now. I grieve for Riach, and still more do I grieve for poor Kalorn, but we must put a bold face on it lest they fall on us. Carry nodded, gravely as fitted an elder. The incongruity of it was like a blow. Why, he was a boy. There were men of Bruyne in the train twice and thrice his age, and he held leadership over them. But Riach was dead, and Kerry was the last living of his sons. Hunger and war and the coughing sickness had taken all the others, and so now he spoke for his clan. He turned a blue gaze up toward the Ravinian general. This was a tall man, big as a northerner, but quiet and graceful in his movements. And the inbred haughtiness of generations was stiff within him. A torn purple cloak and a gilt helmet were his only special signs of rank. Otherwise, he wore the plain armor of a mounted man, but he wore it like a king. His face was dark for a twilight lander, lean and strong and deeply lined, with a proud, high-bridged nose and a long, hard jaw, and close-cropped black hair finely streaked with grey. He alone in that army seemed utterly undaunted by whatever it was that had broken their spirits. This is Kerry, son of Riach, chief of the third of our clans. Bram introduced him. He used the widespread Alordian language of the Southlands, which was also the tongue of Rivan, in which most of the Kalorners had picked up in the course of their wanderings. And Kerry he says, he is Jonan, commander under Queen Sathi of the army of Rivan, and that this is a force sent out from the city, which became aware of the battle we were having, and took the opportunity of killing a few more Darklanders. Nessa of doff looked keenly at the southerners. Methinks there's more to it than that, he said, half to his fellows and half to Jonan. You've been in a stiff battle and come off second best, if looks tell aught. Were I to make a further venture, it would be that while you fought clear of the army that beat you and are well ahead of pursuit, it's still on your tail, and you have to reach the city fast. "'That will do,' snapped Jonan. "'We have heard of you plundering bandits from the north "'and have no intention of permitting you on Ravenian soil. "'If you turn back at once, you may go in peace. "'But otherwise?' Casting a glance behind him, Bram saw that his men— were swiftly reforming their own lines. They sensed the uneasiness in the air. If the worst came to the worst, they'd give a fearsome account of themselves, and it was plain that Jonan knew it. "'We are wanderers, yes,' said the chief steadily. "'But we are not highwaymen, save when necessity drives us to it. It would better fit you to let us, who have just broken a fair-sized host, of your deadly enemies proceed in peace we do not wish to fight you but if we must it will be all the worse for you ill-armed barbarians a third of our number threatening us asked jonan scornfully well now suppose you can overcome us said nessa with a glacial cheerfulness i doubt it but just suppose so we will not account for Less than one man apiece of yours, you know, and you can hardly spare so many with Darklanders ravaging all your country. Furthermore, a battle with us could well last so long that those who follow you will catch up, and there is an end of all of us. Kerry took a breath and added flatly, You must have felt the piping we can muster at need. Well for you, that we only played it a short while if we chose to play you a good long dirge bram cast him an approving glance nodded and said stiffly so you see general Jonan, we mean to go on our way and it would be best suit you to bid us a friendly goodbye the Ravanian scowled blackly and sat for a moment in thought the wind stirred his hess mane and tail "'and the scarlet plume on his helmet. "'Finally he asked them in a bitter voice, "'What do you want here anyway? "'Why did you come south?' "'It is a long story, and this is no place to talk,' said Bram. "'Suffice it that we seek land, not much land, "'nor for too many years, but a place to live in peace "'till we can return to Killorn.' "'Hm,' Jonan frowned again. It is a hard position for me. I cannot simply let a band famous for robbery go loose. Yet it is true enough that I would not welcome a long and difficult fight just now. What shall I do with you? You will just have to let us go, grinned Nessa. No, I think you have lied to me on several counts, barbarians. Half of what you say is bluff, and I could wipe you out if I had to. "'Methinks somewhat more than half of your words are bluff,' murmured Carey. Jonan gave him an angry look, then suddenly whirled on Bram. "'Look here. Neither of us can well afford a battle, yet neither trusts the other out of its sight. "'There is only one answer. We must proceed together to Rivan City.' Hey, are you crazy, man? Why, as soon as we were in sight of your town, you could summon all its garrisons out against us. You must simply trust me not to do that. If you have heard anything about Queen Sadi, you will know that she would never permit it. Nor can we spare too many forces. Frankly, the city is going to be under siege very soon. Is it that bad? asked Bram. Worse said Jonan gloomily. Nesson nodded his shrewd gray head. I've heard some tales of Sadi, he agreed. They do say she's honorable. And I have heard that you people have served as mercenaries before now, said Jonan quickly, and we need warriors so cruelly that I am sure some arrangement can be made here. It could even include the land you want if we are victorious, for the Ganathi have wasted whole territories. So this is my proposal. March with us to Rivan, in peace, and there discuss terms with Her Majesty for taking service under her flag. His harsh, dark features grew suddenly cold. Or, if you refuse, "'Bearing in mind that Riven has very little to lose after all, "'I will fall on you this instant.' "'Bram scratched his red beard "'and looked over the southern ranks, and especially the engines. "'Flame-throwing ballast day could make ruin of the logger. "'Jonan galled him, and yet, well, "'however they might bluff about it, "'the fact remained that they had very little choice. "'And anyway,' THE SUGGESTION ABOUT PAYMENT IN LAND SOUNDED GOOD, AND IF THESE, Ganasti HAD REALLY OVERRUN THE RIVANIAN EMPIRE, THEN THERE WAS LITTLE CHANCE, IN ANY CASE, OF THE Kalorners GETTING MUCH FURTHER SOUTH. WELL, SAID BRAM MILDLY, WE CAN AT LEAST TALK ABOUT IT AT THE CITY. NOW THE WAGONS, WHICH THE BARBARIANS WOULD NOT ABANDON, IN SPITE OF JONAN'S THREATS, were swiftly hitched again and the long train started its creaking way over the hills. ere long they came on one of the paved imperial roads, a broad empty way that ran straight as a spear shaft southwestward to Rivan City. Then they made rapid progress. In truth, thought carry they went through a wasted land. Broad fields were blackened with fire. Corpses sprawled in the embers of farmsteads, villages were deserted and gutted, everywhere folk had fled before the hordes of Bryvan. Twice they saw red glows on the southern horizon, and white-lipped soldiers told Kerry that those were burning cities. As they marched west, the sky lightened before them, until at last a clear white glow betokened that the sun was just below the curve of the world. It was a fair land of rolling plains and low hills, fields and groves and villages, but empty, empty. Now and again a few homeless peasants stared with frightened eyes at their passage, or trailed along in their wake. But otherwise there was only the wind and the rain and the hollow thudding of their feet. Slowly Carry got the tale of Rivan. The city had spread itself far in early days, conquering many others. But its rule was just. The conquered became citizens themselves, and the strong armies protected all. The young Queen Sathi was nearly worshipped by her folk. But then the ganasti came. About a year ago it was, said one man. They came out of the darkness in the east, a horde of them, twice as many as we could muster. We've always had some trouble with Darklanders on our eastern border, you know, miserable barbarians making forays, which we beat off without too much trouble. And most of them told the pressure from some powerful nation, Ganast, driving them from their own homes and forcing them to fall on us. But we never thought too much of it, not before it was too late. We don't know much about Ganast. It seems to be fairly civilized state, somewhere out there in the cold and the dark. How they ever became civilized, with nothing but howling savages around them, I'll never imagine. But they built up a power like Riven's, only bigger. It seems to include conscripts. From many darkland tribes, who are only too glad to leave their miserable frozen wastes and move into our territory. Their armies are as well trained and equipped as our own, and they fight like demons. Those war gongs and those dead faces. He shuddered. The prisoners we've taken say they aim to take over all the Twilight Lands. They're starting with Rivan. It's the strongest state. And once they've knocked us over, the rest will be easy. We've appealed for help to other nations, but they're all too afraid. Too busy raising their own silly defenses to do anything. So for the past year, the war's been raging up and down our empire. He waved a hand, wearily, at the blasted landscape. You see what that's meant, famine and plague, are starting to hit us now. And you could never stand before them? asked Carrie. Oh, yes, we had our victories, and they had theirs. But when we won a battle, they just retreat and sack some other area. They've been living off the country, our country, the devils. The soldier's face twisted. My own little sister was in Aquia when they took that. When I think of those white-haired fiends, well, about a month ago, the great battle was fought. Jonan led the massed forces of Rivan out and caught the main body of Ganasi at seven rivers in the Donam Hills. I was there. The fight lasted oh, four sleeps, maybe, and nobody gave quarter or asked it. We outnumbered them a little, but they finally won. They slaughtered us like driven cattle. Jonan was lucky "'to pull half his forces out of there. "'The rest left their bones at Seven Rivers. "'Since then, we've been a broken nation. "'We're pulling all we have left back toward Riven, "'in the hope of holding it till a miracle happens. "'Do you have any miracles for sale, Northmen?' "'The soldier laughed bitterly. "'What about this army here?' asked Harry. "'We still make sorties, you know. "'This one went out.' From Rivan City, a few sleeps passed to the relief of Tusca, which our scouts said the Gnashti were besieging with only a small force. But an enemy army intercepted us on the way. We cut our way out and shook them, but they're on our tail in all likelihood. When we chanced to hear the noise of your fight with the invaders, we took the opportunity— Almighty Dias, it was good to hack them down and see them run. The soldier shrugged. But what good did it do, really? What chance have we got? That was a good magic you had at the fight. I thought my heart was going to stop when that demon music started. But can you pipe your way out of hell, barbarian? Can you? End of section three. Recording by Paul Harvey.